Hey, how's everybody doing? And welcome back to 125 Unfiltered, episode 51. And man, have I been gone for a while. I believe my last upload was September 13th. Today is October 27th. So I've been gone for close to a month and a half at this point, but I'm so excited to be back on the podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about some UNC women's soccer. I've been watching almost all of their games, and I just want to do a little season review thus far, uh, talking about the team and where I think they can go with postseason play on the horizon. But before I get into that, a couple things I do want to go over. One, where have I been? Now, I had to put the podcast on the shelf for a bit. An easy way to explain it is college. It gets busy, but I have been doing other journalism activities through UNC, and that's been my main source of time, I would say. So first off, I am a writer on the sports desk of the Daily Tar Heel. I cover games in person, write stories about them. That's pretty self-explanatory. Then the my main thing, which has been, uh, first off, it is a class, but it, it takes a lot of time. It's very time-consuming, but I love doing it. I take a class called Sports Extra. It's our weekly sports news show here at UNC, kind of like our version of Sports Center, I guess, for UNC Athletics, to put it in an easy way and I'll go to games, I'll film them, interview players after the game and I'll make like highlight clips uh, of the game and also uh, in this class I'll do features on certain athletes. So I've been doing a couple features on some women's soccer players. So all of that is all good and it's been super fun and great, great learning experience uh, for me. But I did have to put the podcast away for a little bit, focus on really mastering and getting good at those elements of journalism. That's some video, that's uh, writing. Uh, so, But nonetheless, I'm so excited to be back. And I, I did see my podcast did hit a, a thousand downloads. So I want to thank everyone so, so much for getting me to a thousand downloads. I know it wasn't through an active episode, but that is a huge milestone and I'm very, very grateful for it. And if anything, it just motivated me to get back on the podcast. So that was a great reminder for what I have here. So again, so excited to be back. And uh, I do want to apologize for keep making, you know, promises about my scheduling. You know, it's very unpredictable here at college. A lot can go on and you kind of lose track of time. So uh, moving forward, I am going to try, I'm just going to do my best, see how many episodes I can get out. Uh, It might not be as much of a schedule, but I just want to get episodes out to you guys on really any UNC sport, I might dive into NFL and NBA, but for the first few episodes, it's going to be a lot of UNC sports just because of, you know, how much I've covered these teams through Daily Tar Heel and Sports Extra. But now that all those logistics are out of the way, let's just hop straight into it. So the UNC women's soccer team, they are currently 11-2-3, 4-2-3 in conference play. And just right off the bat, watching all these games, they are so fun to watch. They are such an exciting team, so many great players, and it, it's been a huge part of my journalism experience here so far at Carolina. Now, we'll start with the start of their season. They had a few big out-of-conference wins, actually. They beat Washington 4-1. to They beat Arkansas 1-0 in overtime, thanks to a Sam Meza goal from outside the box. Great shot, and we'll, we'll get into the players later going over the roster. And then they beat Stanford 2-1 in overtime, a huge win and a bit of a revenge game from the 2019 NCAA Championship. I believe it was Macy Bell who scored the game winner off of a corner kick. So those were some huge wins to start the season for the Tar Heels. And then we hopped into ACC play starting off against Duke. That happened to be our first loss. And I've got to say, at this game as a fan, it was one of the most electric home crowds I have ever been to in any sporting event. The crowd was going nuts. 
it would the energy was insane it was so much fun even though we lost it was such a fun game and you know that that's what made me realize how much i loved you know watching soccer here at unc it was just such a fun experience and although we lost the team played really hard duke is also a very good team but um that that was the first loss that was a 1-0 loss next we played virginia tech we tied 2-2 but we were down 2-0 in the 80th minute and we stormed back uh, with goals from Avery Patterson and Emily Colton. Then we had a big win against Clemson, 3-0. They're a good team in the ACC. And then we had a tie against Virginia. We That was a 0-0 tie. Had a chance to win that game. Emily Murphy had a decent shot from uh, six feet outside the box, but it just went over the crossbar. And then we had a couple close wins. Uh, we had a win against Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh, 1-0. Avery Patterson had a goal in the 81st minute. And then a game winner at Boston College, another overtime win with a Maggie Pierce uh, strike. A really good shot, actually. And then a couple, not bad games, I would say, but we had a loss to NC State. And when we outshot them, I believe it was 24-8, to we tripled their shots. That, that's a game you want to win. Uh, a very, that was, a very, for the standings at least, a very unfortunate loss. And then a game against Florida State, the number one team in the country at that time, they... Uh, UNC was up two to one, and then Florida State scored, I believe, uh, close to the 80th minute. That ended up being a two-two tie. But man, we were so close to knocking off the number one team. Uh, Isabel Cox was fantastic that game. Two goals, almost had a third in double overtime with a header who that got saved by the keeper. So she was phenomenal. But that what that ended up being a tie. But nonetheless, a good tie where we played the best team in the country. Toe-to-toe, uh, -to -toe, really. And then this past weekend for Anson Dorrance's 900th win, a 2-1 to -one victory over Notre Dame. Avery Patterson with a game-winning header in double overtime. So, where do the heels stand right now in the ACC standings? With one game left in the regular season, UNC is 7th in the ACC standings with 15 points. Now, this is a problem because to get into the ACC tournament, you need to be in the top 6. And currently, there's Virginia, Florida State, Duke above unc they're pretty secure but there's a group of four within three points it's wake forest and notre dame with 18 points and then it's clemson with 16 points and unc has 15 so currently we are on the outside looking in we have a game tomorrow uh, which will be october 28th that is a thursday against miami we should be miami miami's not one of the greatest teams in the conference but we do need some help from other places the easiest way would be if clemson doesn't win uh, if Clemson ties or loses and we win, we jump them in the point rankings and we will be safely in. Or Wake Forest and Notre Dame actually play each other. So as long as they don't tie, we should have the tiebreaker over Notre Dame due to the head-to-head. -head. Not really sure how the tiebreakers work, but that's what I would figure it to be. And then if Wake Forest loses, I don't know how that would be because we have not played Wake Forest. But that's kind of the season recap in terms of games and stuff. Now let's get into the roster. Starting at the back at goalkeeper we have claudia dickey senior she is a very very good goalkeeper in the acc arguably one of the best and uh she's been very good this season for the tar heels you know a senior leader she actually scored against clemson on a pk and you know with some big games coming up we're gonna need her we're gonna need her uh if we go to a pk shootout where she could potentially take one but obviously in goal trying to stop the pks uh there, there have been a couple mishaps in the back. There was one uh, goal against Florida State, the, the one in like the second minute, uh, where Beta Olsen caught Dickey off the line with a mishap in the back and, you know, shot it right over her head for an early 1-0 lead. But for the most part, Claudia Dickey is so, so solid, and we, we're so lucky to have her. And we're definitely going to miss her when she leaves after the season. 
Now at defense, we have Abby Allen, Macy Bell, and uh, Julia Dorsey. Unfortunately, Macy Bell did get injured last game. That was uh, early on against Notre Dame, second minute, I believe. So I don't know her status for the upcoming games, but Macy Bell and Allen are a great center back duo. And, and Dorsey came back from injury about halfway through the season, and she's been pretty solid. Now we've been switching up formations a bit. We've been playing a 3-5-2. We've been playing a 4-3-3. So when we are with four in the back, we'll have Emily Moxley play right back potentially. We could have Avery Patterson play left back. Uh, Avery Patterson can, can play all over the field. And I, I've got to say... Avery Patterson is an absolute gamer. She is so, so strong on the ball. No matter who she guards, you know, it just seems like she always wins the one-on-one -on -one battle. She is, I believe she's one of our best players. She scored five goals this season. She had the game winner against Pitt. She had the game winner against Notre Dame. And she's only a sophomore. And that's the thing about this team. This is a very young team. Only two seniors are... are uh, maybe three, I guess, with uh, Rachel Dorwart. But Rachel Jones, Claudia Dickey, those are really the only seniors getting significant playing time. This is a team with a lot of sophomores, a few juniors, and a, a lot of freshmen that uh, I'll get into later. But with how young this team is, you know, they're going to keep growing, and they're only going to get better from here. But so having someone like Patterson for another two years after the season is going to be huge for the Tar Heels because, again, she can just do it all. She makes great crosses into the box. She can really strike it. She can score off of headers, and she's just a solid defender, the absolute utility piece for Coach Dorrance. And then on the right side, Moxley, who actually has been slotted back uh, for defense some games. She's also been very solid. She's a great passer. Uh, she can really whip balls into the box. She actually had the assist to Patterson in the Notre Dame game. But having that uh, those threats on the outside down the wing is really, really helpful for Coach Dorrance uh, and the heels. Now moving into midfield, uh, Emily Colton, the freshman, she's been phenomenal this season as well. Another really bright young player for the Tar Heels. She scored the first goal against Notre Dame. She uh, scored the game-tying goal against Virginia Tech. Uh, she's just another player who just goes out there, gives it her all, and, um, and puts goals in the back of the net. She's so, so talented and has a really, really high work rate. Sam Meza is another great player. She is so twitchy and fast on the ball. It's, it's really impressive. She makes... She makes people miss all the time. She's a she's a flashy player, but she is scrappy on defense too. And again, just so, so fast. And her agility is, is off the charts. And she is so valuable to have in the middle because she makes great passes. She can shoot it. She controls possession. So that's that's another good presence in the midfield. And then uh, the, this trio of, of people have been swapping out in, in and out of the starting lineup. Maggie Pierce, Lauren Wrigley, Allie Gambone, all three really solid young midfielders. I believe Pierce is a junior. She actually had a game winner against Boston College, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, Lauren really, Wrigley is really, really impressive to me. She, uh, she can really, really shoot it. Uh, I, di I didn't see it earlier in the season, but she had a couple strikes in recent games where I was like, wow, she can really strike the ball. And she, you know, just another midfielder who's aggressive. She makes good passes, and um, she's just always all over the place. These midfields are really scrappy, uh, whether it's Meza, Wrigley, Colton. They, they are so solid in the middle. And again, they're young, so they're going to keep growing and uh, keep learning because they're getting some really good playing experience right now. And then at the top, we have Isabel Cox, the almost hero, but still a great game in the Florida State game. Two goals, 
Uh, I believe she has four on the season. She is really, really, first off, very fast, has great pace. She's tall. I believe she's about 5'11", so she can, she's a, she's a big body who can win headers in the box because of her height and her athleticism. But she has great footwork as well. She has a really nice uh, uh, scissor move turn, I guess you would say. Um, that she, that she, that's kind of like her go-to. It's her signature move, I would say. But it works really well. She can shoot it well. A great scoring presence uh, up top. Uh, Emily Murphy has had a very good season. A great start to the season, especially. Uh, she's another scoring presence out there. Talia Della Peruta, a very versatile uh, player. She's played forward for the for a decent part this season, but she can play midfield. She can play uh, outside back. She she's very very versatile, and she's uh, one of the players who was injured for uh, really the almost the first three quarters of the season. She missed ten games due to injury, but now she's back and she's uh, she's just getting her her fitness and her touch back. But we could definitely see with her minutes increasing that she's going to be a really valuable part to a potential run in the ACC tournament. Uh, she's also a do-it-all player. She can make great crosses. She can score. She scored five goals last season as a freshman, had two assists, so uh, a very unselfish player too. And um, so, so that's another very valuable piece that Coach Dorrance can really move all over the place. And then the captain, Rachel Jones, has had a quieter season, season uh, compared to last year, but she's still a great super sub to come off of the bench. She can shoot from really anywhere. She's going to be very valuable for, for free kicks and corner kicks, and she's just a great leader out there to really guide this young team. Uh, when we have close games, we've won four overtime games, and in the past nine games, I believe, we've been down a goal. So it is unquestioned that her leadership has been so valuable uh, to this team because it seems like she, uh, uh, the young players really feed off of her. She has great energy, and I've actually talked to her. Uh, she's one of the players I've interviewed for feature. Same with Della Peruta. She was the other one. And I think looking at the team going forward, I know their record in the ACC is only 4-2-3, but they can really make a run. I think the team could could make a run at a championship in either the ACC or the national championship. Now, they've got some, some obstacles in the way. They have had trouble, first off, getting in front first. Um, they, they've, they've had a dig out of holes recently in games, and I think it would be very helpful for them to start out first 10-15 minutes really aggressive, get a goal on, on the board, and get a small cushion to kind of have more free will to uh, to kind of to, to play their style. I also think some of the goals recently have been defensive mishaps. The first goal against Florida State, Macy Bell slipped, and we're kind of just letting strikers break away free. So I think if we fix up some things defensively, I think we're going to be a-okay. But a big thing with this team, again, four overtime victories golden goal they play under pressure they have grit they can come back from a goal or two down this team again they have what it takes they have so much talent and man they are so fun to watch these games are so much fun to cover uh and uh just to watch as a fan so that's that's kind of my recap of the team i i think uh coach Storrance really has a good group of players to work with uh, whether it's the rest of this season and, and going into next season. We won't have Claudia Dickey next year. I think that'll be our biggest hole to fill. Uh, and obviously losing Rachel Jones is is going to be big. But we still have Macy Bell. She'll be a senior. And then the group of, of sophomores and freshmen. And I think, lastly, the biggest thing about this team that stands out to me, 
Now, they don't have a de facto goal scorer like Brianna Pinto from uh, from a year ago, but so many people on this team can score a goal. They aren't relying on a singular player. It can, I mean, one game, it's it's Cox. One game, it's Murphy. One game, it's Patterson. Colton will get in there for goals. So, and I believe I saw a stat. I believe four players have above four goals at this point. So it's a very versatile attack. They really like attacking down the wing, getting crosses in, but they have solid center midfielders like Meza to kind of control the game there. And then hopefully Macy Bell gets healthy for tournament play because she is arguably our most important player because she's such a stalwart in the back. She is so fast and just shuts down um, so many attacks and, and being paired with Abby Allen, that's a dynamic duo in the back there. But yeah, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for listening to 125 Unfiltered. Next time, I will talk about uh, a few sports coming up. I'll talk about field hockey. I'll talk about basketball, uh, do a little preview for their season, and talk about football because, man, we've had some high expectations for football, but they just did not pan out. But anyways, thank you once again for listening, and I'll speak to you next time.